Amen. Thank you, Father. We thank you. We bless you. Lord, we just responded to you this evening um, as you put the, you brought the board in just to pray a little bit about some of these things. Um, Father, we know you've heard us. Thank you because we receive the safety which you want to bring to our soul. We receive, we allow our heart to cooperate with you. And Lord, we receive the wisdom, the judgment, the, the light, Lord, the understanding which is needed, Lord, to, to navigate this time and this season in safety. Lord, we are not afraid. We, are, we have faith. We have confidence in your saving arms. And Lord, Father, we, we thank you and we give you all the praise. We trust you. We love you. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. Lord, we we'll read the rest of our, our conversation tonight as we just um, look over the doctrine of laying on of hands. I ask, Lord, that inspire our thought, inspire our discussion, and answer any question, any, if there's anything you want to answer for us. For any heart, any soul, tonight, stir us aright, quicken utterance, and give direction. Thank you, our Father. Mm -hmm. Give you all the glory. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Mm -hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Um. Thank you so much. Thanks for praying a little bit today. Okay. Uh, I believe last week we were, uh, Pastor Bukomi, I want to thank, thank you, sir, for helping us with uh, chapter six, um, the chapter of, of laying on hands, um, which is one of the doctrines of the, what you call the elementary principles of Christ in Hebrews chapter 2. Uh, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 2, sorry. Uh, it says of doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. So laying on of hands being one of those elementary principles of Christ. Um, thank. I hope we're all blessed last week by the teaching, by the class. Praise God. Um, I couldn't join the class myself because I was on sort of like uh, a sort of a retreat last um, Monday. Um, but I believe we're all blessed and I just want to see if there are any questions around or about this topic in our hearts. If anyone has a question from last week, maybe first of all I should ask for, okay, let's see. Someone is asking. Uh, see. Can you lay hands on... Okay, so this is a question from last week. Yes, I think Pastor Wukumi had mentioned this to me. Can you lay hands on yourself? If you are sick, for example, or must it be another that lays hands on you? Okay. Interesting question. Awesome. Okay. Um, maybe I'll ask Pastor Bukumi to the teacher from last week to maybe answer. Sir, if you don't mind. <laughs> Uh, okay, sir. <laughs> I mean, this, this is a question for the master, so also, but, <laughs> but um, uh, just looking at uh, the teaching and looking at the 
the the ministry concerning the the leaning of hands uh it's it's it depicts more of someone laying hands on another and also this the scripture talks about um when it comes to the sick right just let the elders gather pretty much uh an anoint, right? So it's it's it's. I, I would say, I mean, leaning of hand, it it would be another, or will be those that uh, uh, the Lord allowed to do so. Yeah. That would be the word. Um, but when it comes to praying for yourself, right? Um, I mean, that is not uh, removed in the sense that you can pray a prayer of faith. Uh, and if you lay hands on yourself, I mean, of course, you're still praying a prayer of faith, but it will not be, it may not be the necessarily ministry of the laying yeah. of hands by itself. Yeah. But of course, uh, you can uh, pray for yourself. And that's that's my little two cents there, sir. Okay, thank you so much. Um, okay, I think that's, a straightforward answer. I hope we all understood Pastor's answer. Um, okay, Pastor Ceci has his hand is up. Maybe a follow up, I think. Pastor, you can go ahead, sir. Hello, sir. Can you hear me, sir? Loud and clear, sir. Ah, awesome. Good evening, sir. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Pastor Bukumi. Thank you for, for last week. Thank you for everything. We were so blessed. So, uh, well, for me, I just feel that scripture that says, um, maybe I should just open it, Mark 16, verse 16. It says, we will lay hands upon the sick. Mm. The sick will recover. Mm. Let me see. Just paraphrasing it. And then maybe yeah. if I read, I can get more clarity from 16 verse 16 says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And this sign shall follow them that believe. Yeah. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Yeah. And they shall take up serpents. And they and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall yeah. lay hands on the sick. Yeah. And they shall recover. Yeah. So they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall have now, you know, we have so many dimensions to this as in so many um, layers of sick mm. and have so many layers of um, response or different kind of response based on how severe, based on the level of, you know, the sickness, what is happening to this person, some kind of sickness need elders, some kind of sickness need, you know, a lot of things around it. Yeah. But to keep it simple, you know, because for me, I feel it's just the person wanting to know if I can exercise my faith. Mm. You know, I, I, I think so that we can put it in perspective because there, there are some sickness that you might not have faith for and you need some help around you here and there. Some, some you need teaching for a period. Some you need to listen to message for a period of time. And then over time, faith will develop. And then, you know, that sickness is taken care of as a result of But You personally must develop your faith to be able to undo sicknesses mm. in your life personally. Mm. But on a very level, very feral level, you know, maybe you have a headache, you can lay hands on it, you see something develop on your body, you mm -hmm. can touch it and tell it to go. Mm. These are the things that have happened to me personally. Mm. You know, maybe issue of maybe boil coming out from my armpit. I look at it, I touch it in the name of Jesus, I ask you to stop developing. And before you know, you see that that thing start going down. You know. And maybe headaches, you just, you know, you touch yourself. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lay hands on my head right now. I ask that this headache to leave. You know, just little, little things here and there. And it's good as a young believer to practice such. You understand? Yeah. Because it helps your faith. So when you see those things happen, leaving you, 
because in seasons whereby you need, you know, you know, that accumulation of faith to deal with issues, you know, those are the seasons whereby you have, you know, exercise your faith to be able to deal with such things. So it's not a bad practice. It's not something, it's not a practice that we should not encourage ourselves to do. Something that I personally feel that, you know, we as young believers, we as growing believers, always exercise our faith. And if you feel your faith is not enough to carry such things, you can build it, you know, but majorly our faith, uh, Jesus will say in a lot of places, say your faith has made the whole. Faith has a lot to do with, you know, delivering us from our own personal sickness. But at the same time, laying hands on people that Mm. are sick Mm. is part of the things that we should also exercise as believers. Maybe your brother in the house, you know, is complaining of something, you know. If you have if you have the buying of your brother, because the Bible says you should not suddenly lay hands on anybody, you know, mm. but you have to find a way of, you know, can I pray with you? You know, just exercise that faith, lay hands on your brother and pray with your brother or your sister. As you do that, it does something to you and to the other person. You know, it's also help your own faith. And then the Bible did not say this person would be probably healed immediately. It can happen instantaneously. It can happen immediately. But there is a promise here that says they shall recover. Mm-hmm. That word recover means that it's a, it's a process. Something will happen to that person. Recovery will start taking place. So most of the time when we pray like that, we go back and begin to check as this person got in healed immediately. You must have faith enough to know that. Immediately I lay hands, then recovery begins. And um, that's one of the things I took away from that scripture over the years that, you know, I've taught it here and there, small, 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 small. So I feel we can also use that as a practice. It should be normal thing within our community. Somebody is sick, lay hands, you know, like, like I said, get the buy-in and make sure you lay hands, help one another, strengthen one another's faith in such area so that we can chase the enemy far away from us. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Let me see if anybody else. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay. Mm. Is there another question first? I want to say something in addition to what Pastor said. Um, maybe just an emphasis, I guess. Um, similar to what uh, Pastor emphasized, that this laying of hands is part of these signs that follow them that believe. So, um, and these signs that follow them that believe, these are just basic signs of a believer, right? Like casting out devils, speaking in tongues, Taking up serpents, drink any deadly things shall not hurt them. They lay hands on the sick, right, and they shall recover. So these are basic things. Um, and one thing that is very key um, is that laying hand of hands is not something that's just for either maybe pastors or is not something that you need to have a specific anointing to do, right? But we know that there is the space for specific anointings. We see that from the scripture. We also see that from various examples of people who have, for example, maybe the healing anointing. We have examples of those who have come in the body of Christ, um, people, Smith Wigglesworth had the healing anointing, or that the Aura Roberts can be again, and they all manifest in different ways. Um, some were specifically um, the way the their own gift operated <clears throat> was very, very tied to the laying of hands. Um, example is. Um, that the oral, oral, oral Roberts, who 
um, used to do healing, that the height of the healing movement in the U.S. It was someone who the Lord used greatly um, to do. He did a lot of healing meetings. And there was a great healing revival in the U.S. back then. Um, so for, for him, there's a way his own healing anointing operated. And, but one thing that is common to all of the, the people who operated in the healing anointing, for example, um, and I will speak just a bit about healing because this question is about healing and the sick. Um, so something that's common to those people, first of all, before their specific anointing is something that's at the background, is all of them were all faith people. They were people who were very, uh, they, not, they were not just believers, but they were very vocal about faith, and they actually taught faith. Uh, someone like Smith Wigglesworth, um, very early in my Christian journey, my mentor gave me, he just gave me access to a website where I, I could read. Because Smith, he didn't really write a book. It was more of collection of his sermons, which I was just reading online. And when you read his sermons, just his, the, the, the spirit of faith oozes out of him, of Smith Wigglesworth. And so he, he was very, very high on faith. Um, Ora Roberts, too. The way Ora Roberts, when they used to have meetings, um, healing meetings, you know, th th there's a way we sort of picture those meetings, like maybe he just comes and just lay hands on people and they begin to get healed. But that's not really the way it was back then. In that, that healing movement, sometimes he will, he will go to a place, maybe he will, maybe he will rent a, a tent or something, or on some occasions, maybe he invited to a church, but Oral Roberts did more of like tents. So maybe he will go to a place, maybe a community, set up a tent, and then... First of all, healing doesn't start right away. It can take sometimes weeks before the healings begin to start, begin to happen. So what they will do is they will teach sometimes morning. They will start teaching sometimes morning, evening. Morning, just teaching mainly on faith. Teaching faith, morning, evening, teaching, teaching, till it's time to start having healing meetings when they are led and moved by the Spirit. It will then start having the healing meetings in the evening. But every day, we will make sure he teaches in the morning. Just keep on teaching faith and teaching faith and teaching faith. Imagine teaching the message of faith for every single day, for, for one week, two weeks, three weeks. By that time, people are high on faith. And there's so much faith in the atmosphere. Then the healing meetings begin. And that, or, or a robot or had a unique kind of gift his own gift was, he's not like uh, Benny Hinn, for example. Benny Hinn is someone who we know in our own generation, who we have we watched his meetings and his crusades, who also has a healing gift. Um, but Benny Hinn's healing gift does, it works differently from someone like Ora Roberts in terms of Benny Hinn doesn't, he hardly lays hands on people. Right? He would just, if you watch Benny Hinn's meetings, he would just, he uses, he will just, you know, after he will teach and then they will sing and um, the choir will sing and sing and sing and he will pray. And then most of the time it's true singing. When he's singing, it will, faith rises and he's able to, to bring the healing anointing rests. So he, his own gift is the ability to, to connect the healing anointing mainly through worship. And by the time that and that healing anointing lands in the room, or the, the you see it begins to, to it breaks out throughout the congregation. You begin to see healings in different places. You know, maybe just why people are worshiping. Some rise up from their wheelchair. All kinds of sicknesses begin to disappear, and they give they give testimony. So that's one way. So of healing. So which is. Um, doesn't involve the laying on of hands, but one thing is, is central to all of these people is that thing of faith or, or believing. But Oral Roberts was different. He doesn't, in his meetings, um, the, the healing anointing, when the Lord came to him and anointed him, 
the Lord explained to him that there's a way you will feel when the healing anointing is on you. It's a particular feeling you will have in your hands. He just feels it somehow. He knows that the anointing has rest, rested. So in the meeting, a lot of times when you have to see pictures of oral, he's seated on the podium, you know, in the, with a chair, and he just prays and prays and prays and prays and prays and prays. And while he's praying, he's waiting to, to have that is a spiritual sort of sensation. It's almost like a sign which the Lord gave to him. And the Lord also gave that he something like similar like that too. But he once he feels that thing, then he just begins to then people line up, the sick line up, and then he, he come one by one. He has to actually lay hands on people one by one. And, and he lays his hands on them and prays for them until he feels the move of the anointing from him, his hands, and moving upon the people. Sometimes he will lay his hands and pray and pray, and the person cannot receive the healing because it, if the person has unbelief that they can be healed, it's very difficult for the healing anointing to move upon the person that has been prayed for. So sometimes he will pray and it's not, it's not happening. The person will step aside. Somebody that comes who has the faith and the anointing moves. So a lot of healings um, happen in that way. Now, that kind of healing is like the ones I just described are... Uh, uh, specifically, those people have gifts of healing, right? With people who, you know, some of them are gifts of healing um, that are just, you know, that didn't involve um, some people had gifts of healing that wasn't tied to any kind of, you know, fivefold ministry gift. But a lot of these, some of these guys like Oral Roberts and Cole, they were um, ministers of the gospel who were called but who were also giving those kind of gifts. So that's different. Um, but this marks um, chapter 16 here is not speaking about ministers or people who are specially anointed for to do ministry and then to have gifts of healing operational in that ministerial capacity. This is speaking about just believers now, but you, what you will find, and which is very key, a very key thing about laying on of hands is that faith is a strong prerequisite. Without faith, you're just laying on empty hand on empty head, or there's nothing you know that can move. It's actually faith that is the most important thing. That's why he said these signs follow them that believe. So in reality, it's more about faith than about laying on of hands. So for this person who's asking about if you can lay hands on yourself, if you are sick, for example, and all of that, um, in a way, I think we saw Pastor Bukumi came from one perspective and answering Pastor Sessi another perspective. So to be honest, it can be a bit subjective because the Bible doesn't specifically just prescribe and say, give either way or the other. But so to answer a question like this, we have to look deeper at what is the most important thing. Let's say you are someone is sick, you are sick, uh -huh. and then you need a touch from the Lord, you need healing. Um the most important thing is not the laying of hands. Even when the Bible spoke about if there's anything of sick among you, you should call the elders of the church and all of that. What that scripture said is that and the prayer of faith. It, of course, the Bible says they should lay hands on them, but it says and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. So really, even when hands is laid, what will actually heal the sick is the prayer of faith. So what heals sicknesses is faith. Hand might be involved, hand might not be involved, depending on this, the, how it operates, how the spirit leads, how the leading of the spirit is occurring at that moment. But behind this doctrine of laying on of hands is something that is very, very, very important, which every believer must have, is that thing called faith. Faith. So faith is what 
um, you can say at this level of maybe receiving healing and all of that, um, which is things that can touch our natural life, which includes healing our bodies and even other things, we should know that the most important thing to have is faith. Because faith is what moves the, you can call it the anointing, you can call it the power of God, you can call it, you know, the healing virtue or virtue, all of that. In the case of Jesus, you know, we had that issue of the woman with the issue of blood where it wasn't Jesus laying hands now. Somebody else that was sick now laid hands on Jesus or his garment. And um, the sick was healed because of the woman's faith. So you can see that what what when she touched Jesus, he said, "Some who touched me? Someone touched me because he felt virtue flow out of him. So you can see that what is actually, what drives the flow of healing virtue or the flow of healing anointing or what drives the move of the spirit for healing is faith. That's the, the primary thing. That's the basic thing that we all must know. It's faith. So um, without faith, um, you know, the Bible says that we're speaking about mountains and sickness is an example of a mountain like Jesus was saying in Mark chapter 11. Uh, verse 23 said that if you know whosoever shall say unto this mountain, you know, be thou removed and cast into the sea, or does not doubt in his heart, but believe that whatsoever he saith shall come to pass, that he shall have whatsoever he saith. Right? So that's a, a the attitude of any kind of mountain that needs to be moved, either the mountain of sickness or anything, it's required that believes and shall believe in his heart that whatsoever he said shall come to pass and he shall have whatso, whatsoever he said. So um, this is something that uh, we must not lack. You know, this week we are speaking specifically about the, the laying of hands. Um, and as Pastor Sessi said, um, laying of hands is something that should be common in our midst because it's a sign that follows them that believe. So um, no one should hesitate um, when you, when you are maybe your brother, your roommate, your you know someone who doesn't even have to be a Christian, doesn't even have to be a believer, right? When someone is sick, uh, you can have that confidence that there's a sign that follows you as a believer. That is talking about your own, that is, it is tied to you, that your identity as someone who is born again is a sign that follows you. And that sign that follows you gives you the right. It gives you the authority. You don't have to be a pastor or anything. It gives you the, the authority and the right to believe because you believe. And once you believe concerning the release of healing, and you lay your hands on the sick, you should believe that, that your faith can cause the healing anointing and the power of this Holy Spirit to move. Um, I will, I'll continue, but let me just pick a question from Sister Volakemi, please. Go ahead, my sister. Ask your question. Thank you very much, sir. Um, I also have a question from last week, and... Um, uh, I think it's the the difference between transference and impartation because um, Pastor Bukumi was saying this, that um, he mentioned, according to the book, chapter six, right? He yeah. mentioned anointing, blessings, wisdom, grace that can be transferred. And it was yeah. like for a spiritual gift, it is impartation. But I don't really understand the difference between those words and even how they work. And um, it leads me to the other question of um, if if Paul was saying you can impart spiritual gifts, then there is healing as spiritual gift, there's working on miracles as spiritual gift. And here we're also talking about transference and how anointing can be transferred. And in bracket, we have healing and miracle. So what, mm -hmm. what would be the difference between, or if there is rights between 
the healing gift and the healing anointing and the working of miracle gift and the working of miracle anointing. Okay, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Um, okay. So the I'm sure if you read the manual, you see the categorization right in that uh, C point C. When it, when it's, uh, it says it's good to know the following about laying of hands, then in point C, it says it's a scriptural practice for the transference of uh, the first thing is anointing, which includes healing, miracle anointing, so on and so forth. Then transfer of blessings, then transfer of wisdom. You see, then transfer of grace, of course, Timothy. And uh, then it, it's under the notes. Um, it speaks about the Holy Spirit, about the Holy Spirit cannot, and it's not among the spiritual gifts that can be transferred. Then you see, that's the Holy Spirit. Then you see gifts of the Spirit cannot be transferred the way you, the, the anointing can be transferred. Then you see the ministry gifts, all right, which are those detailed in Ephesians 4. Um, those ones cannot be transferred. Now, the difference between transfer and um, well, what you call impartation is transfer has to do with um, something um, that you that you that you first of all you have that has been given to you personally, right? And then, but the second one is, which is the most important thing, is that it's something that is not, they are not explicitly put in the, I would say, jurisdiction or in the administration of the persons of God to give those things. Now, let's, let's speak first of all about the ones that they say cannot be transferred, that will have to be, uh, that are imparted. They mention the Holy Spirit, that's the person of the Holy Spirit, right? Which, you know, when we have that baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is what comes into the heart and causes a feeling, because the heart to be filled, which is the person of the Spirit. And the second one, you have the gifts of the Spirit, Right now, the, the, the Holy Spirit, you see, particularly about the Holy Spirit, that um, even Jesus himself, right, is not, did not just have by himself the jurisdiction to give the Spirit. Instead, he said, I will pray the Father, and then the Father will send the Spirit. So, it means that that sending of the Holy Spirit is a very, very, <laughs> is a you need some level of, uh, you need pedigree. Uh, the, that pedigree, only one being has that pedigree to send his spirit, is the Father. So um, at will, a person can't just, you know, through laying of hands, transfer the Holy Spirit to another person. Um, because it's not under the jurisdiction of a person or the administration of an individual person to do that is something that's under the Father's command. Is the one that sends the Holy Spirit, right, to come. That the Father has to give that that command. Um, then the second one is the gifts of the gifts of the Spirit. Those nine gifts that are not transferable, right? As the Bible says in that First Corinthians twelve, is the Holy Ghost who gives them severally as He wills. Is the one who you know, distributes those gifts. So those ones, the gifts of the Spirit are in the hand of one of the persons of the Trinity, which is the Holy Spirit, right? They are in his own jurisdiction. And these things are all explicitly stated in Scripture. The second one is, that the third one is those ministry gifts, Ephesians chapter 4. And again, you see, in that case, when you go to Ephesians chapter 4, it says that he ascended on high, that was speaking of Jesus, and then he, he gave gifts to men, but he is the one who gave the gifts to men. So I think from the scripture, these ones are clearly stated. They are clearly um, put down in the Bible as to how 
that um, giving of the gift. But you now say, okay, what about, what role does maybe laying on of hands have to do? For example, we see, I think maybe the one that might have a little bit of, you would say, uh, maybe almost a seeming contradiction is that first one about the Holy Spirit. Um, it, because we see a lot of examples in the Bible where the Holy Spirit comes upon people after the laying on of hands, right? We see it in the book of Acts chapter 19, right? When uh, Saul went to Ephesus and then he found people, he laid hands on them, Holy Spirit came. Now, and we say that one is an impartation. So um, so with the difference between impartation and a transfer, or you have to look at it in terms of the sign of what that, I won't say sign, but what the act of the meaning of lean hands, what does that mean? Um, lean hands means that is a sign of um, is a sign of who's by um, um, thank you Jesus. Now when Paul went to Acts, he asked them have you heard of the Holy Spirit? They said, we've not heard of the Holy Spirit. Right? So, then he asked them, okay, by what baptism are you baptized? Baptism of John. Then they hadn't heard them. Paul now said, okay. He prayed for them, he baptized them, and he laid hands on them to receive the Holy Ghost. So, that laying of hand, what we, what we call impartation, is almost like um, another person Asking, being a being who is the question of who is the conduit through which the um through which the the faith connection or I would say not even a faith connection the the access for example Jesus was when Jesus was praying about the Holy Spirit for example he said I will pray the Father it means that that corporate release of the Spirit of God was in Jesus' hands to pray for. So it was not just about the Father giving it. It's about who has the authority to ask for it. And there are many things involved there. There is who has the faith for it, who has the level of um, authority and audience with God to ask for such a thing. Now, Paul also, at that time, as an apostle, um, it would have been difficult for him to just, um, I mean, there are other ways he could have gotten them filled. He could have said, okay, let me sit down with you and let me teach you about the Holy Ghost first. Because he said they have not heard of the Holy Ghost, remember. So you guys who haven't heard from the Holy Ghost, how would they be baptized in the Holy Ghost? Right, and Kenneth has taught this um, a bit, both in his messages, I'm not sure which of his books, but he has thought about baptism with the Holy Ghost. That there are really there are two ways people can be filled. There is the way where you, you sit them down, you teach them, this is who the Holy Spirit is. You are born again, you are recreated, therefore you are entitled to have the Holy Spirit. Is show them scripturally. That will raise faith in their heart. Based on faith raised in their heart, you don't need to touch them. And that was how I got filled in the Holy Spirit. Based on faith being raised in my heart, the moment I clicked and I believed it, my based on my just my own belief concerning it, right, was able to create that demand for it. I was able to connect it in the spirit, and the Holy Spirit had that way into my heart through that faith. Uh -huh. But one another, there's another way to do it, which is the person who is receiving the Holy Spirit might not have faith for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but they are qualified to receive the Holy Spirit, which is another way a lot of people receive him, that they've never sat down to hear teaching about the Holy Ghost, who he is. So the work of making that connection in the spiritual connection to make him come, right? And that spiritual demand is not the person who is receiving it, who is doing that, but rather it can be done for them by another believer, who understands the doctrine, who knows the scriptures about the Holy Spirit, and on their behalf can have faith for them 
to receive the Holy Spirit. Right? But when that is done to another person, that's the sign of laying on of hands, is that I am the one who is, as a believer, who is now asking for you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And you might not have heard anything about the Holy Spirit, like those guys in Ephesus haven't heard anything. But Paul, just by himself, laying hands on them, it was by his own faith. And because he knows these guys are born again, nothing stops them from receiving the Holy Spirit. They have the prerequisite, but and he and he has the faith. He knows about it, right? He has received. So by laying on of his own hands, he's making that connection to the Spirit. So such a thing is what he called impartation, right? That that one is an impartation. Impartation can come from Jesus Himself, for example like ministry gifts, right? Then impartation can of the gifts of the Holy Spirit can also come by the by the by the Holy Ghost. Mm. Right. Praise God. So but when you come to transfer, I don't know if what I just said makes sense. I hope so. <laughs> so then when it comes to transfer of the spirit, um in other words to really explain that Holy Ghost, the difference between impartation and um, transfer is that it's it's that it's the laying on of hands there in receiving of the Holy Spirit. It's not that you want to transfer Holy Spirit to them, but it is that it is you are bringing you are you are almost standing for them with your own faith. Uh -huh. So and then when you are you lay hands on them. That laying of hands on them is, um, I don't say it, it, it signifies something. Maybe it perhaps it signifies a significant, it's a sign of some sort of you standing over them for them to uh, receive the, the Holy Spirit. Um, sometimes, and, and this, I don't want to go too much out of maybe what scripture explicitly say, said, what scripture explicitly says, but from personal experience, uh, when I've laid hands for the Holy Spirit to be received, it's almost like when the Holy Ghost comes, I myself, I also, I feel there's a release, like something there is, because it's a feeling of the Spirit. It's almost I almost feel like an anointing, like like a, a dissension or something, right? So um, so clearly there is um, it's almost like a, a medium, someone who is laying hands, almost standing as some kind of medium. I know for, definitely is a faith medium the way I explained it, but um, I don't want to say is the Holy Spirit comes through that vessel, but. You can almost think of it in that kind of way, through laying on of hands. Praise God. But it's not you're not transferring the Holy Ghost from inside you to that person. That's the difference. What they are saying it's not Holy Ghost inside you. You are giving them. It's more like your your faith. Um, is you are standing in gap by faith, and through the quickening of the Spirit, maybe something needs to be quickened in them. Maybe there's also an operation of the anointing that they need for to connect and receive that infilling which can flow through the hands of the person who is given. Or it's different from the transference, which is anointing, blessings, wisdom, and so on and so forth. Those ones are things that are given already to you, right? That when you say an anointing, it's not something that you necessarily have to, that is when someone has received an anointing for something and when you say someone is anointed, has an healing anointing, right? And healing anointing is something that a person can administer. Like when you lay hands on the sick, when the Bible says that these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, shall they cast out devils and so forth, they will lay hand on the sick and the sick shall recover. That laying hand on the sick means that there is something inside of them, right, that is able to cause a flow of the healing anointing 
by their own administration. It's not, this is not something that is left in the hand of the Holy Ghost or the Father where they have to decide. This is something that by the, is given to every believer. It's a sign that follows them. Right? It's, it is following you. You are the one. The other way you can say, you can look at follow is you are the one leading the sign that is in your hands. You are, and this is very key to know as a believer. You have it in you to lay hands on the sick. It's not a trivial thing. You have it in you to lay hands on the sick and expect that they recover. It's given to you. It's a sign that follows you as a believer. Uh -huh. So that is um, bearing any other maybe obstacles because there are many kind of obstacles that can stop someone from receiving a healing when you lay hands. There are many things. Sometimes, you know, there are some kind of sicknesses need some kind of investment spiritually, right? Which is might that believer who is laying hands might not have might not have those are special cases, but we are speaking generally. There is something called transfer of of anointing. Um the then is anointing blessing. Like when this is we saw this a lot in the old testament when People are blessed. And this blessing also is, is also a kind of operation of the spirit. Uh, we see it in the Old Testament where a father like Jacob, that blessing was resting on him. The blessing on Jacob was a spirit which, which was on him, which he carried, which he had. And all those patriarchs, they had that kind of blessing. It's something that God just gave to them. It's a heritage of, of spirit which they have. And they can choose and decide who they will give it to. That was why the whole drama about you know, Esau, Jacob, and all that was because it was in the hand of the of of um, praise God. I was in the case where um, Jacob was blessed. It was in the hand of Isaac to give the blessing. Same thing with when Jacob wanted to bless the sons of Joseph, um, Ephraim and Manasseh. It, it, the hand where he had that blessing was the right hand, and where he put that hand, that was where. The blessing will flow. So that one, that one is clearly a transference. It was something that was given to him. He owns the blessing. Jacob owned it. And who he gives that thing to and can receive blessing, like um, grace or gift, which Paul was making reference to in to Timothy. So he was speaking about the gift which came to you by the laying on of my hand, which those gifts are of their divine enablement. It's like capacity. It's like an operation of the spirit. And we know that anything that has to do with, with gift, that has to do with um, capacity of operation of gifts. These are not gifts of the spirit now. All right? That these are not the nine gifts of the spirit. These gifts here are more like, almost like graces, abilities to operate um, spir spiritually. Um, these things can be um, can be released by hands. You say, what kind of gifts are these? There are many, many kinds. There are some that are gifts that are, are ministerial in nature. I, I'm not speaking about the calling to be a minister, right? Nobody can lay hands on you to make you a pastor, an evangelist, an apostle, a teacher, or a prophet, the fivefold. Those are gifts which... There are ministry gifts which are given to men by Jesus. It's a gift, it's an office, it's a kind of calling. You are called into that thing by Jesus. But someone can be given that gift by Jesus. But in using that gift, there are many, many, many little graces which, for example, what separates one pastor who is a pastor, who is called by Jesus, who has the gift of pastoral gift, from another pastor who is also called by Jesus, who has a pastoral gift and all of that, when you check two of them, they operate at different levels. Those difference in their in how their gifting operates are based on other child, I'll call them other little gifts. <laughs> I don't want to call it little, but other specialized gifts. For example, one pastor can have very terrible teaching gifts, not teaching in terms of the gifts of Christ as a teacher in the body. I mean, in terms of the grace for teaching. Why another pastor might have teaching grace, but not as much as the other one, but he, he might have more of grace for 
let's say, um, a pastor can have more grace of, admi of administering to the flock. Administration graces. Uh, there are many kind of graces involved in pastoring right, that one person might have. One pastor can have his terrible sort of grace for intercession. Right, there's a grace for intercession that he might have that that pastor can carry a lot of burden of intercession that another pastor might not be graced in that way to carry. But they are both they both have the gift, the pastoral gift from the Lord. Right now, so a, a, a pastor who has that grace of teaching, for example, or gift of teaching, who is a pastor in the fivefold but has a gift of teaching, he can. By via laying on of hands, any kind of grace, you see those graces, how they are, means ability to function, they can be passed on by laying on of hands. That's a part of what Paul was saying here. And, I, and this is something I know from not just scripture, but also from experience. Right? There are things in my life that came to me by laying on of hands. And I can tell you the day when that thing came. And I can tell you where I can, I know where I was, where I knelt down and hand was laid on me. And that thing is something I coveted on the inside. When the hands came upon me, I knew that that thing has been released. And I began to see that grace began to happen. It has happened for different things uh, in my life too. So there are, there are graces, um, different. The world of the spirit is so vast, you know, apart from maybe nine gifts of the spirit, which they define specifically into nine categories, gift of Christ specifically into five categories and key things like that. When it comes to variants of all kinds of graces which operate in the life of a Christian, it's almost boundless, right? It's almost impossible to list all of them. And in their different variety as graces, they operate in the lives of people. And there is that thing of transference that occurs. And it's something that is scriptural. It happens in the body of Christ, right? There can be, you know, transference of um, gifts and graces, and there are some laws behind those, but that's not stuff we can go into into today in terms of how graces flow, maybe from person to person and things like that in the body. Um, but I hope I have answered a little. I don't know if um, my sister did I help in any way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Okay. Um, is there a follow up or maybe something one of the pastors want to add or? Anything like that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father. So we must um, believe in the doctrine of laying on of hands. It's very, it's very key. Um, it's key to be conversant with it, both as a beneficiary of it and Meaning to believe it, maybe if you are in a situation where you are someone is inspired and you're coming under um, where the Lord moves somebody, maybe to lay hands on you or for some reason, maybe for, either for sickness or for transfer of a grace or a gift or something, that your heart, you have faith in your heart for this part, this operation as a fundamental principle of, Christ, of the doctrine of Christ. Or also in various capacities um, of us, of you being the one to be aware of that as a provision and being willing to use it by faith for laying your hands on the sick and uh, for things like that, even for transfer of graces and things. And I pray that the Lord will help us and quicken our heart to believe these things. Okay, I think we can pray. Um, there's nothing else from anyone. Father, we thank you today. Manakasire and Taile Mahora. Aranes, Aranes, Rashiel, O man. Rashiel, O man, O Korea. Egelen, Ebretem, Emekam, Bremene, 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 Emeno, Embrene, Semerene, Ekalemesi, Ekalemesi, Mekano, Otteno, 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 Mekano, 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 Frenonse, Fonia. Funny, often, 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 often,
Otto, Etna, Etna, Fanot Fate, Elistios, Tirano, Tirano. I hear the Lord say that in a season of altar far to me, hello more, tis the real bria, alitons, to name, to name, to make you on sea, to make you, want to make you, want to help you, and to raise you, and help you to settle, settle into your legacy. Your, you have a legacy. It's a legacy of fate. It's a legacy of fate. For you are a fate breed. You come from a lineage of fate, of men and women of fate. For here you are of fate. For an Esther, for not fate. Fate is your heritage. Fate is your heritage. Fate is your heritage. Fate is for your heritage. For here we are raising you to be established upon your heritage to be established in your heritage, to claim it, to be comfortable in it, to live it, to speak it, to walk in it, in all things, in all things, to never fall below the faith standard, to always walk in faith, to always live in faith, to always live in faith. For here we are restoring the faith way and restoring the faith life, even concerning all things, and in all aspects of your life. For yeah, in all aspects, in every area, in every area, in every area of your life, faith, faith, faith is coming. Faith is coming as an establishment. Faith is coming as a constant. Faith is coming. Faith is coming as an elevation to elevate you, to raise you up, to make you walk on higher places, to make you walk in a greater victory, even in the things of the spirit and even in the things of the natural. For yeah, embrace it. Embrace your legacy. Embrace your heritage. Embrace the heritage of faith, even right from your fathers. For yeah, even your own father, Abraham. Abraham, your own father. Your own father. Your own father was a man of faith. He was my man of faith and where him. I brought this legacy of faith from which you are healed, from which you came forth. Oh, yes, the scripture foreseen that are the Gentiles, the hidden among whom you are, will be justified by faith. Preach the gospel to Abraham, that in him all nations, all nations, from all places, all men shall be saved. Walk in faith. Believe. 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 Believe, 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 believe beyond unbelief, believe beyond that mountain. Let your faith rise above that limitation. Let your faith rise above that mountain. Always stay in faith, stay in faith, stand in faith. Hold the shield of faith with which you quench every fairy that of the enemy, say the Lord, say the Lord, Nevinaha, Aminaha, Evernaso, Semenaki, Kamenaki, Kamenaki, and a Masuria, Eleton, Ephanata, Fanatosa, Fanaso. For some of you who have had struggle believing, but now you begin to believe. Believing will become easy to you. You will believe even the things of the Spirit, the invisible things. You will believe in the grace of God. You will believe in the power of God. You will believe. You will believe the word of God. You will believe. You will believe. You will, through faith, learn to take side with God in every matter. You will, through faith, learn to join forces with God in every matter. So shall you become a victor and a conqueror. So shall you become an overcomer, even in this life. As you take the faith way, take the faith part. It will lead you even into a, a victorious, greatly victorious path, even a highway, even a highway of victory upon the earth. Father, we thank you. We give you glory today. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But I pray for every heart which you want to visit, which you want to impart this evening, just simply, as simple as this discussion is, you can impart great things, remarkable things, and which we believe you are doing so already. Father, I pray, O oh God, that all that has been learned last week, 
from the discussion today, it will not be taken away. I pray it will stick, it will stay, and we will walk in the light of these things. Thank you, our God. We give you all the praise today. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, we pray. The Lord said, I should tell someone, you have been believing for something and you've been counting time. And you've said, oh, oh, I've believed for so long. I've been asking for so long. The Lord is saying, don't give up. Stay in faith. The Lord is saying that the goal, the, the purpose of faith is not the outcome. The reason for faith is the blessing of the process. But there is a blessing of believing. Stay, keep believing to receive all the blessing. For there is a blessing of the process of believing. For your faith is, ah, is a spiritual, is a spiritual reactor. It can react with the, with the element of your heart to produce precious things within you. Don't truncate the process, no matter how difficult the waiting season and the trying season is. Take the attitude of Job. Persevere. Persevere. As Job said, I will wait until my change comes. Your, your change will come, say the Lord. I haven't forgotten about you. I remember about you. And I'm thinking about you. Be encouraged. Stay in faith. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Praise God. God bless you.